Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today. My name is Heather and I'm going to give you some news and views from a West Texans biblical point of view one you're not going to find in your mainstream media. Hey guys, welcome to uh, this afternoon's podcast. It is uh, October the 10th. It is 10, 10, 23, 4:21 p.m. my time, Central Standard Time here in Texas, uh, United States. And uh, I got some things to talk to you guys about. And um, thank you guys most of all for all your support. Thank you for the new subscribers to my YouTube channel. Um, that's great, you guys. I don't put a lot of videos up because um, it takes so long normally to edit videos and stuff like that. But usually if I just do a screen share, kind of like I did on the last one, I don't do much editing. So, you know, just to get the truth out there. And today that's what we're going to do again. Here is a disclaimer. I'm going to butt in here and give a huge disclaimer. Um, I waited too long into the program to put this disclaimer up, but I know I have directed you guys to Off Grid with Doug and Stacy in the past articles. Uh, I am sorry. I retract that. Um, I listened to a live from Doug and Stacy. I believe it was Saturday night. I believe it was Saturday or Sunday. And um, he said some off the wall, crazy uh, things that were very disturbing. And so I have to, at this time, um, say, please do not follow them. But if you do follow at your own discrepancy, um, that would be on, you know, whatever, you know, you guys do, please use discernment in following them. Um, I had no idea uh, that rabbit holes that he was going to go through. Um, he did say that the war over there in Israel, like some of it was fake and that they had like there's movies and like it was all fake about those um, those innocent victims being slaughtered there at the nature party. And so after I heard that, I clicked him off and I was like, nope. I went to my website and I removed their videos from my website and I no longer, no longer um, uh, suggest that you guys follow them. Um, I'm sorry. Um, I could not believe that when I heard it, but that was a big disclaimer before this podcast starts. So back to the podcast already in uh, playing mode. Today, we're going to talk about the truth about what's going on in Israel and um, the despicable people here in the United States, the animals, the other savages here in the United States uh, that are cheering on Hamas. And of course, you know, we know that there are plants here in the United States. There are terrorists within the United States uh, we realize that we on the far right, as you want to call us, or the right, because we are right, <laughs> uh, we know what is up. And so um, one thing that happened in Israel that we cannot allow to happen in the United States of America is giving up our Second Amendment rights. People may ask, how did this happen? How did they just drag people from their homes? How, why didn't they defend themselves? Why didn't they fight? Why didn't they? Well, we're going to talk about that today because Israel has made it extremely difficult for people to own firearms. And I did not know that. I didn't know that until today. And uh, we're going to talk about an article, and it's going to be by You Know Him, You Love Him. He is one of, of course, my favorites. It is Leo Homan. You can find him at Leo Homan, H-O-H-M-A-N-N.com. Uh, go show Leo some love, as I like to say. Why were Israelis so defenseless against Hamas terrorists going house to house, killing and raping? Uh, let this be an object lesson for Americans. Never give up your Second Amendment rights. You guys know I'm a huge proponent of the Second Amendment. I own firearms. Not only did I use them for my profession, but I also used them, of course, for my own safety. So, um, as always, you guys... If you don't know how to use your gun, you better go take some classes, learn how to use it. You can take that thing apart, put it back together, clean it. If it jams, whatever, know how to clear that jam. So um, huge, huge proponent of firearms because, uh, like I said, nobody's going to save you but you. And as we're going to find out right now, don't depend on the police department to come and save you. And we're going to find out here shortly why that didn't work out so well in Israel. Oh, sorry, guys. Uh, what we do need to do is pray for the peace of Israel right now. Pray for the peace of in Jerusalem, my pastor, Dr. Randy Davis, is there in Israel. We got an update from him this morning. Of course, folks, please be in prayer for him and the and the tourists that he is with there. Um, he is leading a group there. So um, he's been to Israel many, many, many times. And I love him dearly. And please be in prayer for his wife, Charlotte, as well, and children uh, here in the United States. And so we will move on. Savages. Yes, folks, that's what they are. This is the front page mag 
If you guys haven't checked out that, it's frontpagemag.com. And we were talking about savages. Yes, absolutely. This is what we are talking about. Civilization and savagery are fundamentally at war. So you have, the, like I've said on my, all my podcasts here lately, the moral army of Israel against savages and animals on the other side. And so now I think the world's getting a taste of what Israel's had to deal with since its inception uh, since 1948 became a new uh, another became a nation again they've always been a nation but for 2,000 years they were not and so that's just a testament of Bible prophecy if you guys are not familiar with my channel I give news and views of course from a West Texans biblical point of view but I do this to point people towards Bible prophecy that everything God said in his word will happen is happening and so always be about our father's business if you do not know the lord jesus as your personal savior today is the day i would not wait another moment another millisecond before you cried out to jesus to save you no special nothing you got to do jesus i'm a sinner jesus please forgive me jesus please save me bam there you have it that's all you need to know that he died on the cross for you and for me for our sin he took sin upon himself who was sinless took our sin upon himself we are forgiven through his shed blood god raised him three days later believe it receive jesus ask him to save you you are saved and sealed by the holy spirit until the day of redemption i'm going to get that gospel out really fast today folks because time is of the essence you don't know how much longer you have look how this happened split second shabbat sunday morning boom what happens this happens 6 30 a.m so, you know, you never know when your last moment on earth will be. So let's talk about some more. If you guys are not following Amir Sarfati on his Telegram channel, please do. You can go to beholdisrael.org and check out his live updates as well. Uh, some of his video updates. I've been skimming through it, folks. Here, Palestinians in the U.S. proudly show police the massacre committed by terrorists. America, get ready. They're all over. And here they are laughing and joking and flipping us off, showing police officers and, and people with videos, um, people who have been murdered viciously uh, like animals. And so this is what we deal with, folks. This is what's here in the United States. Don't think our open borders weren't letting these people in. I would call them people letting these animals in. Don't think that that's not what has been going on with the Biden administration. And it all goes back to Obama. So please don't mistake that, okay? Don't mistake what's going on. And so if you would like to go there, you can see Gaza is burning tonight. Oh, it's a beautiful sight. Northern Gaza is targeted. Uh, U.S. Delta Force and Navy SEALs are on standby uh, in a nearby European country, ready to deploy if needed. Hamas has bit off more than he can chew. And now I hope the Biden administration realizes these $6 billion that they have given them, uh, Iran, where it's actually been going and what it's been used for. God, please forgive us. Uh, EU reverses the decision to suspend aid funding to Palestine over Hamas attacks. Now, I'm not sure what this is. It says the European Commission reversed course late Monday evening as it retracted a decision to immediately suspend funding for uh, Palestine over Hamas's ongoing attacks on Israel. This is at the jurist.org, and we're going to open that link as well and talk about that. Um, I'm kind of curious on what all this is about. And so one other thing I wanted to read to you guys about where I'm going to move on over here. Those are the main two. Um, if you have not gone to olivetreeviews.org, I suggest you guys go there because there's a lot of wealth of information under her headlines. Um, you know, we're going to move on here. No words, but horror scenes. Uh, this is Ben Shapiro. Um, talk about the reality of evil is sickening. Look at it, understand it, and fight it. This is a picture released by Israeli artist Tomar Peretz from a crib. This is from a crib guys in kibitzbury this is what hamas did to babies and children folks i am not going to record this and put this on my youtube i won't i can't see this i just can't i'm sorry i just can't watch it because um you know there's only so many blood pressure pills i have at the house and so i'm not going to but i'll tell you one thing these animals beheaded babies beheaded babies what oh Words cannot describe that, and God has a special place reserved in hell for animals like this. So, uh, Israelis paying very, very steep price for Biden appeasing Iran, giving $6 billion to the terror regime. I hope you're happy, oh, Biden and administration. And then we had the Talibs, and these ho they're all for Hamas. This is in our uh, United States government. They are, they're wicked, they're evil. 
And I hope and I pray that those disgusting, wicked women are voted out. Tell you what. Mm. They better watch it. They better watch it. So we're going to talk about biblical implications of Israel and the Hamas war. So Jan Markel and Pastor Mark Henry consider the biblical implications of the Middle East war between Israel and Hamas. And there is a short video, folks. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to link that video in the description so you guys can watch that. I love Jan Markel and uh, I love Pastor Mark Henry. And so um, lots of stuff going on. A lot of people are saying this could be the Ezekiel 38 and 39 war. Well, you know, like I said, you know, on my latest two um, podcasts about that. No, I don't think so. Um, because number one, uh, Ezekiel 38 and 39, Damascus is still here. So number one, Damascus has not been obliterated yet, but it could be shortly, like any day, any moment now. Um, Damascus could be no more like the Isaiah 17 prophecy. So, and of course the Psalm 83 war, but the Ezekiel 38 and 39 says nobody comes to the aid of Israel, nobody. And so that's when God almighty is the one that fights for Israel and the entire world at that point in time knows that God is the God of Israel. And nobody could have done it. Israel couldn't defend them. Nobody could. It was only God Almighty. That's what the world knows when God shows his glory. So this is not the case right now because the United States is sending weapons, is sending military ships, is sending everything to to Israel. And I am thanking uh, God that at least the Biden administration is standing strongly with Israel. Thank God they are our allies. And I'm, I'm praising the Lord for that. Um, Britain, um, the entire world pretty much is standing with Israel. Of course, you have Russia, China, and North Korea. And of course, these are the armies from the north. And so I was watching on the uh, Bible Prophecy uh, uh, Summit, you know, um, conference this weekend. Thank you, Michelle, <laughs> for, for blessing me with that. And, um, you know, one of the, one of the teachers um, had spoke about this, and I had never thought about this. Because I always thought the Ezekiel 38 and 39 were would happen like, like, you know, right after, uh, right after the rapture or could have happened like before the rapture, like, you know, I never really thought about that. But, you know, they put it into more of a, of a more perspective, like, you know, Ezekiel 38 and 39 could happen, uh, you know, like after the rapture. And I always thought it would happen before the rapture, I you know, but when you put it into perspective after the rapture makes a lot more sense because, um, the Antichrist is going to rise upon the scene and he's going to sign this peace treaty with Israel and all this stuff. Well, when God annihilates the armies from the north, when God annihilates all these nations that are coming against Israel, you know, during that Ezekiel 38 and 39 war, and it's only God Almighty is the only one that can do it. But what's going to happen, like he says, is the Antichrist will rise to power and he's going to say, look, I did all of this. And then, of course, that's when they're going to say, oh, and then they're going to worship him. And then, you know, I was like, I never thought about it that way. So there's a lot of different ways um, to look at Bible prophecy and to look at, you know, uh, these coming wars and coming prophecies that are about to um, take place. And um, so there's not just, you know, one way to look at things. So I learn something new every day. Do you always agree with everything I learn? No, but hey, it's always nice to look it up and do some studying about it because the, the Lord wants us to study his word to show ourselves approved. And so... Anyway, be a Berean of the Word, you know. Uh, you can't be a Berean if you're not reading the Word. So get in the Word of God. Let the Word of God get into you, as I always say. So Rosenberg, Israeli intelligence failed its people, but Hamas united us all. So that's one good thing about that. So now the entire world, the moral world, is now against these animals, these savages. And so uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to scroll on over here. So if you have not um, been watching or following Amir's page uh, there on Telegram, um, you guys, please, please uh, follow his page because you're going to learn a lot. Uh, a lot of stuff you're not going to find definitely in this mainstream media in the United States. You're not going to see the truth, the savages, um, what's going on. And um, and just like Golda Meir said, um, you know, 1957, because peace will not come. Peace will come when the Arabs will love their children more than they hate us. Remember that, guys, way back. So lots of stuff going on. Anyway, we're gonna. Uh, I'm gonna hold off on that. If you guys want to, please go to his page and and, and uh, check it out there on Telegram. And uh, but we're gonna jump into these articles and because um, the latest folks is just beyond just 
I wow. So let's check out this here. I'm going to EU. I want to read this article. This has popped up on his um, Telegram page. I haven't read it. So you and I are going to read it together. So this is from Jurist. Uh, Jurist.org. And so EU reverses decision to suspend aid funding a Palestine funding to Palestine over Hamas attacks. It's by Sharon Bosch, uh, University of Pittsburgh School of Law, U.S., uh, posted the 9th of October at 10.01 p.m., so last night. The European Commission reversed course late Monday evening as it retracted a decision to immediately suspend funding for ha- uh, Palestine over Hamas's ongoing attacks on Israel. Janet cannot pronounce her last name, the European Commissioner for Humanitarian Aid and Crisis Management, posted a retraction of the decision following criticism from some of the European political figures. Um, Oliver Vaheli, a European Commissioner for a Neighborhood and Enlargement, of course, initially announced the suspension on X, formerly Twitter. Earlier on Monday, Vaheli added that all European Commission development projects to, or for Palestine would, uh, would be under review. Numerous EU leaders, including Spanish Acting Deputy Prime Minister Yolanda Diaz, posted to X her disagreement with the suspension, saying that this decision is outrageous, a, pro- a true betrayal by Europe of its own founding principles. European Commission must rectify and Europe lead international action for peace, not punish an entire people. The Commission is Palestinians' largest donor, <laughs> with their current portfolio totaling over 691 million euros. Once again, you know, money. It's all about that money. These events follow a statement by the High Representative on behalf of European Union unilaterally condemning Hamas for its recent deadly terror attacks on Israel. The statement read, the EU stands in solidarity with Israel, which has the right to defend itself in line with international law in the face of such violent and indiscriminate attacks. So, that was that article there, folks. So I'm not sure what the ending of that will be, but we will soon find out, I'm sure. So let's move along. Savages, front page mag.com by Daniel Greenfield. And I've read uh, several of Daniel's articles um, on this uh, podcast. And so we're going to read another one today. I'm going to get a drink of my um, hot peppermint tea. Hold on one moment. Mm. Yes, folks, not coffee today. Mmm. <laughs> That was earlier this morning. So there's a video included on this. I'm not going to watch it. But war in, we're in a war between savages and civilization. Everything else is a detail. So some of us woke up to the war with, uh, when planes crashed into skyscrapers. Others, when we saw beheading videos spread across social media. What we saw in Israel, Hamas terrorists raping, mutilizing, mutilating, and defiling corpses is another bloody wake-up call. There will be many others. It goes on to similar enlarges a little bit more so I can read it a little better without squinting. So we're going to go on. So beyond the politics and the geopolitical, in the geopolitics, we still haven't come to terms with what we're fighting. The barbarianism of murdering women and children, taking them as hostage, and posting photos of their dead bodies to social media is not a byproduct of Islamic warfare. It's the whole point. Cruelty, beheading, burning to death, torturing, and mutilating are the essence of Islam. This is how Islamic warfare was practiced beginning with Muhammad for over a thousand years. It's how it continues to be practiced, whether it's ISIS fighting uh, other Muslims, Azerbaijan troops, Groups killing Armenians, Hamas attacking Israelis, or Islamic terrorists plotting carnage in Western nations. Islam was born out of a war by barbarians against the civilized societies of Persia and Byzantium. Despite academic myth-making, its vision never extended beyond rape and slavery. Its its empires fell into power struggles beginning with Sunnis and Shiites, and its cultural and scientific accomplishments were all looted from conquered peoples. When civilization finally toppled the Ottoman Empire with some help from its internal barbarians, the cycle began again. Israel is just one front in a global war between savages and civilization. And not all of the savages bow to Allah. There are inner city gangs across American uh, hemispheres that behead and torture their victims. And there are children of civilization that turn into savages. Savagery is not a condition of birth. It's a choice. People born into savagery can become civilized, and those born into the highest echelons of civilization can prey on us like the worst vicious animals. The question is, how do civilized societies confront savagery? Do we blame ourselves for having made the savages what they are through our capitalism and colonialism, even though they have behaved this way 
long before modern Western civilization amounted to anything or to be set forth to to re-educate them, to build modern nations for them and teach them to become civilized. We have set forth our sons and daughters to make peace with them and to educate them. Our societies open themselves to embrace and uh, celebrate the virtues of the noble savage. When we realized that we could not coexist with savages, we tried to remake our societies to serve them. All of that has been tried and civilization is still drowning in the violence of the savages the fundamental truth is that civilization and savagery are innately at war with one another savages are offended by the existence of civilization when they see one they want to destroy it there can be no peace with savages because contrary to islam peace is a condition of civilization to have peace you must be civilized savages don't even view peace as a value apart from the conclusion of a successful conquest which then sets the stage for the next one Civilized people uh, develop complex mechanisms of exchange, but savages see no reason why they shouldn't take something or someone if they are too weak to defend themselves. No, um, I'm sorry about that. No amount of lectures will ever convince a savage that anything other than clan relations should prevent him from stealing a car or raping a woman if there will be no clear consequences. That's because savages, unlike civilized people, have no conscience and therefore no soul. Islam, unlike Judaism and Christianity, is not a religion of the soul, but entirely of power. From its genocidal chant, Allah, Alu, Allah Akbar, uh, that proclaims the physical supremacy of Allah to all other religions through the military victories of its followers, everything is reduced to conquest. The truth of Islam is validated through war. When jihadists conquer and rape non-Muslims, they are proving that Islam is true and that the religions of the conquered are false. That's why ISIS jihadists would tell the, y- the Yazidi girls they were raping, that rape brought them closer to Allah. Civilizations have become too sophisticated and decadent to understand such concepts. When faced with barbarianism, they go down a dialect rabbit hole that explains the savages in terms of how civilized people interacted with them. Did they hurt their feelings, overthrow their governments, or draw mean cartoons? Did capitalism leave them adrift to the world economy? How do we fail to integrate the newest generation of immigrants with all the welfare checks? Hmm, gee, I wonder, America. These sophomoric sessions are pointless. A hyena doesn't eat your chickens because you failed to integrate integrated that's just what hyenas do man at the base state is a predator and savages strive to be the alpha predators civilizations become superior predators because they provide room for room for arts and sciences because they think about something other than how they are superior to their neighbors it will prove it by killing their sons and raping their daughters but when civilization spends too much time thinking they forget that one reason they came into being was to build something better than a state of savagery decadent civilizations internalize all the criticism and their peoples endlessly quarrel and think that the worst possible things in the world are the ones that exist among their own people savages remind us otherwise folks this goes on to talk about you know the two cultural civilizations and you know as we can tell right now there is no room for savagery they will not um they're they're not gonna they're not gonna conform into civilization they're not going to islam is a law it's a religion of war it's a religion of of murder that's what it is conquest it doesn't matter how they do it they can lie to your face that's part of their religion to lie to you so when iran and them tell us oh yes america we're not going to use this for this bubble we're not going to build any more you know nuclear weapons they're lying to your face when behind us and they chant death to america death to israel constantly they don't try to hide it and what you know it's just beyond my comprehension why the united states six billion dollars focuses with a b billion dollars we can't even help the own, our own people in our own country but we're gonna have six billion dollars to some murderous you know violent death cult over there okay but we can't help our own people oh, no, no. we're gonna give billions of dollars to ukraine but we can't help the people in maui we can't help the people in our own backyard we can't help our own citizens our own homeless hey folks this is this is where we're at and i hope you i hope you think about this when you go when election day hits i hope you're thinking about this so anyway we're gonna move right along before i have to take another blood pressure pill so <laughs> so why were israelis so defenseless against hamas terrorists going house to house killing and raping this is leo homan folks you know where to find him 
By now you've seen the by now you've all seen the horrifying images from Israel over the weekend. People being murdered in their homes, women being pulled out of vehicles by their hair and raped, men being dragged behind vehicles to their death, spat on, executed. The victims called the police and military, which did not arrive on most of the bloody scenes for two hours or more. Looking at these images of carnage, many of us have asked, why didn't the Israelis fight back? Many of us, myself included, and myself included too, Leo, assume that with Israel being surrounded on all sides by such vicious enemies and living in such close proximity to them that the Israelis lived with firearms at the ready at all of their houses. I thought so too. The assumption would be that assumption would be wrong, he says. According to my sources, the Israeli government makes its citizens jump through so many hoops that less than 2% of Israeli citizens are licensed to own a pistol. It is virtually impossible to own a rifle. If you are among the ranks of retired military, you are allowed to own a rifle, but you cannot store it in your house unless you are among the top elite commandos. This answers the questions of why didn't they fight back? They were left as sitting ducks by their government leaders who are frankly just as corrupt as our leaders in Washington. They are not in office to protect the people, and because they are so corrupt, they fear the people. And the first order of business for a corrupt government that no longer represents the interest of the people is to disarm the people. You can't trust the body. You can't trust the body politic with weapons if you're screwing them royally uh, through their uh, through three thievery disguised as heavy taxation that's weighted against the middle and lower class. You must disarm them, and that's exactly what the Israeli government did to those people who were slaughtered in 29 communities over this past weekend. Of course, there's a video below with Dave Kobler, a United States Army veteran of the Iraq and Afghanistan wars, and he explains, and be thankful we still have the Second Amendment in America because our corrupt politicians would, would love nothing better than to eliminate it uh, and, dis, and to disarm us too, folks. I will link this in the description so you guys can watch that video. He goes on to say, American society is not that different from Israel. We have lunatic politicians seeking to destroy our way of life and take away our freedoms. At the same time, we have many violent criminals, especially in our cities, who are allowed to roam free with little risk of um, extended incarceration. The border has been left wide open for more criminals to join the ranks. Refugees from nations that hate us have been imported since the 1980s legally and with the full support of traitors in Congress in his latest book, Stealth Invasion, uh, for the whole ugly story of refugees resettlement folks you can go check that out you can't get it i don't think you can even get it on amazon anymore because they pulled it down from amazon but you can go to leo Holman uh and get that from there so anyway, uh, the same element that butchered those jews in israel is here in america and they will turn on us at some point we're already seeing evidence of it with the pro hamas rallies held in major cities across the united states the last couple of days yes folks they are here and they're making their names so now we know the truth now, now we can pull them out of society. And I pray to God that our police departments, the FBI, and all our three little agencies, whatever, are paying attention to these rallies. And I hope that they are, that they are targeting these folks, using facial recognition, whatever they can use, whatever they can use against these folks. We'll find them, follow them, track them, and listen to their conversations. And I know that's terrible to say as an American, but you know what? If you're here supporting that, uh, hatred and violence you know you're planning to do it here in the united states they're just waiting they're just waiting like our 9 11 they're just waiting look i know that was an inside job i said that was an inside job yeah i think it was too if you ever if you ever watched the videos i remember standing there the day it happened i still remember those buildings imploding and you can see them shooting out like um if you've ever watched a, a, a an implosion uh when they go downtown like in dallas or whatever and they implode a building and it just falls perfectly and you can see the explosives shooting out I mean, you can watch those old videos and you can see that and, you know, in our 9-11, but I digress. I'm not going to get involved in that, but um, I'm not going to harp on that. Oh, by the way, guys, big disclaimer, big, huge, huge disclaimer. I know I have told you guys to go watch Doug and Stacy and do all this stuff. They're the homesteaders off soft grid with Doug and Stacy. Well, I was watching their live, um, I guess. I want to say either Sunday night, either Saturday or Sunday night. And he said the most insane, crazy, stupidest thing I've ever heard of. He said that all this going on in Israel was fake and that all those people being shot, shot at during the Nietzsche party was fake. And uh, so please, please accept my sincere apologies. Do not go follow them. I took their videos off of my Facebook page. I'm not Facebook page. I'm sorry. I took their videos off of the website. I removed everything from their um, I, I want to make that bold, clear that the guy's a nut job. I'm sorry, but he is, he's crazy. So uh, if I ever told you guys to, to go listen to them, I'm sorry. Uh, please forgive me. 
uh, I'm letting it know right now. I'm going to put in bold letters too in the in the um, description of this podcast as well. Do not, do not follow them. I'm sorry. Um, I didn't know the guy was that crazy. But anyway, we're going to move right along here. He says, um, so all we have to, uh, he says, um, we're going to move right along here. So the Hamas rallies and of course, you know, around the United States, which we see them, obviously you're watching them on the news. You see them too. Uh, all we have left to rely on for our protection is our own personal defensive plans and faith in God. Uh, when you need the police, they will not be there to protect you and don't even think about the military. They've been totally infiltrated, infiltrated and their members answer to, to a command structure that begins in the White House. And he says, need I say more? No, you don't. Um, you, you don't, Leo. We understand. <laughs> He goes on to say, uh, the Second Amendment is the front, the final frontier for American freedom lovers. The First Amendment has been under intense attack for years and has been extremely watered down over the last three or four years to the point where it's hanging by a thread. The globalists who run Washington and many state capitals are now gunning for the Second Amendment. Once that's gone, that's all she wrote. It's game over. We are then totally dependent on the government for our protection. And how did that work out for those Israelis, he says. Here's an update. He says, I was the first to report on Israelis' ridiculously restrictive gun laws, and many could not believe it. They have uh, questioned me, and some have ridiculed me, uh, saying, I don't know what I'm talking about. Well, 24 hours later, there have been multiple reports confirming that the laws are every bit as strict, if not more so, than he described above. And uh, now the Israeli government has moved to loosen them a tiny bit, but they're still ridiculous. One of the uh, many articles confirming my information was published by the Federalist, and another was posted by the Times of Israel. So, folks, there you go for Leo. Um, if you want to go to Leo Homan, please donate to him, Leo Homan, H-O-H-M-A-N-N.com. You know, I read a ton, a ton of articles um, from Leo. He's got massive, massive insight uh, into the things going on. So he is an investigative reporter, uh, reports on globalism, Christianity, Islam, Judaism, and uh, where politics and culture and religion intersect. And so he is a great guy um, to follow and to donate to if you if you ever so dare. So I'm going to scroll on over here and I'm going to look up under harbingersdaily.com if I can find it. There it is. Okay. So I kind of have them saved. Um, so harbingersdaily.com live updates, Israel at war day four, 900 plus. And there's been over a thousand killed that that's, that is a long time ago. So they haven't updated that in a while, but uh, 300,000 soldiers at the ready folks they are attacking in the north so they're attacking from the syrian border from and that was my that that was my concern when i had reported on this early saturday morning and saturday that um this was just kind of a, a front you know, kind of a diversion while they were setting up more uh targeted areas to attack them to invade them from all around and so my and so while i was thinking while well, they're concentrating on gaza they're gonna start coming from all directions and so that's what I was afraid of. They're not really afraid of, but concerned about because, you know, they are maniacal and deviant. Of course, the Bible tells us what's going to happen. So um, if you have, if you're not, if you're not into Bible prophecy, I'm telling you what, the world is playing the Bible right now. I mean, this is what is happening. And just think God had wrote this two, 3,000 years ago. And you're like, what? So yeah, if you're not, mm-hmm. So there are lots of great books you can get on Bible prophecy. Um, Mark Hitchcock is probably one of my favorite. Mark Hitchcock has a lot of really, really good books on um, um, Bible prophecy. Amir Sarfati, he has a ton. Behold Israel, he's got a lot of books on um, Bible prophecy. Dr. Ron Rhodes, R-H-O-D-E-S, ton of books on Bible prophecy. Oh, and Lion and Lamb Ministries, Dr. David Reagan is probably one of my best favorite um, authors on by on Bible prophecy. And if you would like to, you can actually go to my website, Bible Prophecy, the number four today.com. And if you scroll down, I'm doing it right now as I'm talking to you guys. <laughs> Scrolling on down here. And so I have why is it important to study Bible prophecy? I have all these links. And so you guys can go to. And so Pastor Brett Meter. Um, he's a person, but right here, Pastor Dr. David Reagan with Lamb and Line Ministries, Christ in Prophecy. And so uh, the, right here it says, Why Study Bible Prophecy? That's the second article on my page. Underneath that, you can go check it out, read all about it. And then I have trusted pastors and resources on the other side of that. And one thing I have posted, um, I'm posting them on the front page, is um, Prophecy Updates um, by uh, Athy Creek, which is Pastor Brett Meter. I love, love, love him. And it was amazing. He posted this um, in October. It would have been the Friday before the war. So the Friday before, you know, early morning Saturday, right? He posted this. And you guys, you need to go watch that end time technology. 
um, you can be like, what? How it all coincides together. So anyway, that is on my uh, my website, BibleProphecyForToday.com. That is the number four in there. Um, so go check that. I have his latest prophecy updates. He does them once a month, that fr- the first Friday of the, of the beginning of the month. And, um, and of course, you know, it's crazy because one of the, uh, the latest, one of my, not latest, but you know, how close are we to the possible Ezekiel 38 war? I actually have that, um, right there on the front page too. But, um, if you scroll down, I've kind of revamped, um, the website as you could say. So I'm kind of, you know, I'm always working to try to make it easier, um, for those who are lost or for those who just want good news articles and they don't know where to go to find news. That's not the mainstream media. Hey, you know, I do my best to put all this up there, um, for you guys. And so if you want, I even have, uh, Pastor Billy Crone's latest vampires, uh, voodoo vampires and the rise of demon worship folks. If you guys haven't watched these, you know, you really, really need to start paying attention to what's going on in the world and how this is all coming together. There's so much evil in this world and is coming from all different sides and the only way to stay the only way to stay i would say even sane is to read your bible because that's what cleanses us that's what renews our mind and so you may not even be seeing all the garbage and everything's going on but you can, it's kind of hard to stay away from it unless you live in a cave somewhere you know none of us that i know of live in a cave because if you're listening to this you're probably not getting internet you know connection in the cave <laughs> just kidding um but you know now is the day to really really stay in the word of god and you guys if you don't get understanding the times she sends out a i think it's a quarterly actually print understanding the times a preview of things to come this was the fall 2023 um one that she sent out and it is beyond great uh, she has a preview of the things to come. She has all of us were heartbroken um, at the images coming out of Maui in early August. Folks, this was August. And here we are in October. And look what's going on in October. With the war in Israel, folks, thousands have died. And uh, Israel is not going to stop until they eradicate Hamas. And I hope they eradicate every jihadist, terrorist um, organization over there the plo all of them i hope they go and they just dig them out like you would dig a splinter out of your finger i just hope they do it i hope they can do it and get rid of them um you know uh remember george bush the war on terror whatever yeah whatever anyway a globalist open second front in world war three attack on israel activates zero hour around the world and america is not immune folks this is another article by leo Holman posted uh, the 8th of October. So I do apologize for not doing an update for the last couple days, but I had to take some time to stand the Word of God and just saturate myself with the Word of God and just take some time away um, to focus on the Lord and not on the worldly events going on. So, so globalist, here we go. This is Leo Holman. Once again, Leo Holman. So in the realm of geopolitical events, things are almost never as they appear. The messaging being sent by the media is no longer mere news, quote unquote. What we receive from them are carefully crafted narratives meant to advance certain agendas. The same event, in fact, can carry multiple narratives, often diametrically opposed to each other because the narratives are tailored to specific audiences and loaded with explosive words and images meant to trigger emotions in those audiences depending on their prior conditioning in the devastating attack on israel friday night was no exceptions the what can be debated over 900 israeli citizens were slaughtered and more than 2,000 injured in a brazen and brutal attack by hamas terrorists more than 100 other israelis including an israeli military general were captured and are being held as hostages but the why and the how as in why now and how did they get away with it will be less understood by the average american who's more interested in who wins the Packers game this Sunday or how long Taylor Swift will retain her latest boyfriend. While few realize that what happened in Israel on the night of Friday, October the 6th, is an earthquake in terms of the impact on global stability, mostly because of the timing. The events of October the 6th cannot be analyzed and properly understood separate from all that has been going on over the last 18 months between the U.S., NATO, and their vassal states, and Russia, China, and their vassal states. The attack on Israel, a vassal state of the U.S., NATO, by Hamas, a vassal state of Iran, which is a vassal state of Russia, China, opens up a second front in the escalating world war three scenario beginning uh beginning advances by the globalists for reasons i've provided in previous articles the most recent of which was posted the 25th of september the four d's of digitization dehumanization destruction and 
uh, depopulation, which folks, if you remember, I read that article because, you know, Leo's one of my favorites. He's got great insight. So uh, he continues. It says the Ukrainian, uh, Ukrainian President Zelensky has already come out with a statement in support of Israel while implying that Russia was responsible for the Hamas attack. We don't know if that's true, but Zelensky said it October so that 7th, makes it true for the faction of people who this believe Ukraine, Ukrainians war with Russia is completely just Israel and defensive in nature. The media tells us that Hamas launched a sneak attack on Israel and caught the IDF napping. Excuse me, but there is simply no way the Israeli Defense Forces, the most technologically modern, most adept, most highly trained security force in the world, did not see this attack coming. For them to be caught off guard is inconceivable. I'm saying this ever since this happened. He goes on to say, we're told they were totally surprised. Even this on the morning, 50th anniversary of the last massive attack on Israel at the Yom Kippur of War of October 7, 1973, they were not prepared the for an attack from their arch enemies. They left their border unmanned and unprotected, and it was breached in 29 different places, in including in some areas right next to the in, right next to an international musical festival where tourists from well other countries were partying, goodness gracious, folks, I can't even talk today, partying literally within yards of dangerous Gaza border, please. This I'm not buying the IDF state. Nor is former IDF intelligence officer Afret Finnison buying into this in narrative. Watch what he what, watch what she has to Israeli say in a post uh, to the in one platform. Village, have now I'm going to pause right here so I can record this for you guys so that you can hear it. I'll be right back. Of eight to nine hours without rescue. By the way, the 100 kidnappings is not the official number. It's what we hear from people on the ground. I think official numbers talk about 30 or 40 people, but we know there are more. Um, in some places, the terrorists were burning the village and people didn't know if to leave the shelter and surrender or stay and pray for the fire to not reach them. Many young people who were in a big outdoor party near the Gaza Envelope villages were attacked there. Some ran away, some were injured, and some are still missing. Apparently, Israeli defense forces that were supposed to be around Gaza were placed around the West Bank because of security concerns so that the, the Gaza Envelope was left unoccupied with military. They say around 60 to 80% of that area was left without the IDF forces that were supposed to be there. Soldiers are being recruited for reserves as we speak from uh, this morning, but because of stupid reasons such as no public transport, they're waiting hours to get to the bases. Mainstream media, this is an interesting point, apparently uh, admits that IDF spokesperson is forbidding them to tell the complete truth about what's happening, highlighting a lack of transparency. And this is to the Israeli citizens. I'm not even talking about overseas. I'm talking about to the people of Israel here. For hours and hours, the reports that came from the mainstream media were completely lacking and people started to rely mostly on the news from each other, from people on the ground. Only now, 6 p.m. Israel time, or it's actually 7 already, uh, 12 hours after the event started, we received the first formal statement from the IDF spokesperson, and I will include an article with that statement in the notes. A year ago, there was a military operation in Gaza to prepare for such events, and ongoingly there are trainings for these kind of scenarios. This raises serious questions for me, anyway, about Israeli intelligence, what happened? Two years ago, there, were, um, there was a successful deployment of underground barriers with sensors to alert exactly on these kind of terrorist breaches. Israel has one of the most advanced and high-tech armies. How come there was zero response to the border and fence breaching? I cannot understand that. Personally, I served in the IDF 25 years ago in the intelligence forces. There's no way, in my view, that Israel did not know of what's coming. A cat moving alongside the fence is triggering all forces. So this? What happened to the strongest army in the world? How come border crossings were wide open? Something is very wrong here. Something is very strange. This chain of events is very unusual and not typical for the Israeli defense system. 
With the recent normalization efforts of Israel and Palestine led by Saudi Arabia, I wonder whether a prisoner's exchange deal is something that could only be seriously considered by Israel if a shocking event like that happened. Is it a possibility that only with Israel hostages it can be justified to release dangerous prisoners from Israeli prisons? I don't know. Mainstream media reported that Deputy Hamas leader Salah al-Aruri suggests using Israeli prisoners for leverage in negotiations, so maybe. A point about the situation in Israel in the past few years, which I want to make, is related to, uh, and those who follow me know, that there's a general sense of insecurity in Israel, there's political and social instability and unrest, public funds are being misused on agendas such as COVID, climate, judicial reform, abolishing cash, and many more. The current government is highly corrupt in my view, while the previous one was no better. I don't care about having a popular opinion, I care about exposing evil forces wherever and whomever they are. So to me, this surprise attack seems like a planned operation on all fronts. This is a failure to protect the people of Israel, for sure. Perhaps the biggest failure since the Yom Kippur War exactly 50 years ago, if not bigger. By the way, is it a coincidence it's exactly 50 years ago, almost on the day? The Yom Kippur War was on October 6, 1973. If I was a conspiracy theorist, I would say that this feels like the work of the deep state. It feels like the people of Israel and the people of Palestine have been sold once again to the higher powers that be. At the same time, this is still very, very difficult to fathom. Have a good evening. There you have it, folks. Some of the truth coming out. Now listen. <laughs> uh, you know, war always makes people, you know, when someone's in debt so bad that the only way to get out is usually war. And so, uh, you know, we got to keep all this stuff in, um, in the front of our, in the front of our minds and just think if, if what she's saying is true, man, oh goodness, guys, evil, evil, but, uh, we're going to read a little bit more. So, this is from the Ahoman. Let this be an abject lesson for all of us in America and elsewhere. He says in his book, uh, Stealth Invasion, he goes, he refers to the Muslim Brotherhood documents which prophesied about a zero-hour war. Zero-hour can be any event that sets off panic and chaos among the masses. And at this point, the Islamic terrorists all join hands to attack the infidel. Whether that be Jews in Israel or Christians in the West, all the terror cells get activated. Since around 1990, the United States has imported more than 3 million Muslims to America, mostly through legal channels associated with the Office of Refugee Resettlement and other avenues where Muslims can come here on religious visas, visa lottery programs, and countless other visa programs. Refugees are set on a path to full citizenship within five years. He says, now, I'm not saying all of them are anti-American, but even if 10% of them are, we've got a problem very similar to Israel's. Sources of mine in Sterling Heights, Michigan reported seeing fireworks coming from a site on 15 mile road where a mega mosque is under construction. The mosque is not even open for business yet. It's not even open for business yet. The property owners use the site to express their celebratory emotions and feelings of giddiness over the news coming out of Israel. Hundreds of miles away in Tampa, Florida, I was informed of a pro-Hamas rally also expressing jubilation over Israelis being killed. Muslims also rallied in support of Hamas terrorists in America's largest cities, New York City, Los Angeles, Boston, Philadelphia, and Pittsburgh. Muslims are also celebrating in Jordan, Lebanon, Iraq, Iran, and Turkey, which is a NATO member. Among other places, this single event in Israel has triggered them and they will launch more attacks on Jews and Christians around the world. So it would be a mistake to view what happened in Israel as something over there, he says. And I do too. I agree. He goes, it can and will happen here in the United States and many European countries. The hordes are not standing at the gates. They're inside the gates waiting for zero, waiting for their zero hour. And this may be it. The Israelis were not prepared for what happened Friday night. They'd grown too comfortable, too prosperous, too lazy. And maybe some had just grown too tired and weary of standing on alert all the time with their weapons at the ready. 
it can be exhausting being on watch 24 7 perhaps they got lulled into a false sense of security placing too much faith in their government to save them from such attacks when the chips are down the government will not be there to save us not in israel and not in america britain germany italy or france just when you feel you were dwelling in safety and security then like a thief satan will send his minions to attack you in the most vicious way possible be aware world war three is bulldozing its way to into our reality what happened in israel on the night of october the 6th widens the war and draws in the muslim world they now have a stake in the outcome of the war israel has a stake many of the evangelical christians in the west who were defending funding ukraine's war with russia will now feel they have a stake in this new front being opened in the middle east we should expect a third front to open soon perhaps a chinese blockade of taiwan serbia uh, serbia attacking kosovo all of this will add up to a global war and millions of new combatants being drafted on into duty on both sides americans are you prepared to offer up your sons and daughters to the military industrial complex if not then you'd better wise up and refuse to play and refuse to be played by the script writers in the global war globalist war games the violence is coming soon to a nation state city and or community near you why because at this point both sides want it they've been manipulating into mutual hatred and they're taking the bait will you be caught off guard like those israelis i hope not i hope you and i will not be caught off guard more importantly i hope you will not be caught off guard when christ comes to rapture his church his bride it's coming soon um if you're paying attention to the events around the world you know it's coming soon um bible prophecy is playing out right before our eyes um i'm gonna i'm gonna put some links maybe in the description of this article where you guys can go i'll put i'll tell you what i'll put my website uh in the in the the links below so you guys can go there and there's a ton of information lots of places to go to find uh, things on bible prophecy um theologically doctrinally sound teachers and pastors and journalists in news sites so um once again i do apologize for uh ever ever um telling you guys to go and watch doug and stacy um wow off grid with doug and stacy i should say please i retract that um and i, I if you listen to the beginning I, I if you haven't listened to the beginning probably already have if you're here but um i'm gonna put a preface in the very beginning um of this podcast because um, i know i waited midway through to tell you guys that um I, I i just couldn't believe it when i watched it was on a live it was one of their live programs um and i was happy to watch it because i wanted to learn on some you know because she stacy always teaches you how to like um you know do sauerkraut and you know how to do stuff and she got a northern accent and she just i don't think she really agrees with doug on everything he says because she just looks at him you know when he's saying this crazy conspiracy crap you know what i'm just like look folks a lot of people dub me as a, con- a conspiracy theorist and that's fine you know um i do report on things that you're not gonna hear in the mainstream media and people think christians are conspiracy anyway so that's okay but when you go off the deep end like he did absolutely not that's that's no that is too far i'm sorry um that's ridiculous and i pray that he learns that um what he i just can't believe he said what he said but i'm not gonna tell you what he said um i might have already told you earlier but um please please uh i'm sorry about ever telling you guys about that so anyway uh, mama bear prepper she's great um city prepper he's pretty good too um alaskan prepper is really good um there's a lot of great people that you go and watch at homesteading ah, i'll tell you what what is it becoming a farmer becoming a farm girl is that who i think it's that becoming a farm i want to make sure <laughs> i get the right one on here because <laughs> i really yeah it's her becoming a farm she is fantastic by the way so her i recommend she's fantastic if you want to know about fermenting and um all kinds of good stuff and i'm actually gonna gonna make the rice krispies um that she said you could make you just need salt and rice in a skillet that's all you gotta have like what he can have rice krispies what am i talking about anyway so go check out becomingafarmgirl.com she's got a youtube channel too so awesome 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 um but uh guys with that i, I i'm get the la- just the latest i'm gonna run over here to amir real quick give you guys the latest gaza is burning would you guys know that so um 
Here is uh, an amazing video of the Remel neighborhood. The speaker in the video says that at noon before the attack on the neighborhood, which took place last night, IDF officers called all the residents of the Southern Remel neighborhood and warned that they are going to burn the whole area and that the residents should evacuate. That's what really happened. And his wife took a final farewell video of the neighborhood at 1530 before it was completely destroyed at night. And there's her... Excuse me, there's our video. Another authentic Palestinian testimony to the humanity of Israel, which takes care to warn innocent citizens to evacuate in advance from an area designated for attack, even after a barbaric ISIS-style terroristic attack against its citizens. And it is completely demolished. Go check out Amir Sarfati, you guys, and um, yeah, buddy, go check out his uh, Telegram channel. Whoa, Nelly, this is leveled. It is completely leveled. Hamas, oh, folks, this is this is wicked beyond wicked. Uh, Hamas terrorists burned Jewish children alive. There are no words to describe these atrocities, folks. You need to find out the truth of these animals, these animals. And I end up, well, I was playing the video um, uh, of the lady there. She was former, um, former, um, uh, in, in, informative, informative technology there with um, Israel telling you guys about, you know, what she was perceiving and what was happening. You know, I was praying. I was like, Lord, I, man, I want his vengeance upon these wicked animals. I do. I want his vengeance to be upon them. And I was praying. I mean, is that the right prayer? And uh, I believe it is. I believe that God wants vengeance on these wicked, evil people. So a heavy wave of attacks um, in the Gaza Strip right now with dozens of terrorists eliminated. This is uh, at 4.47 p.m. So you got to remember this is about midnight, 1 o'clock Israeli time. So over there, of course, it's 5.22 now. So it's a little later than that over there. But I want you guys to know the truth. Don't. Don't let the media, don't let the media dictate your thinking because they will. They're going to keep playing all this stuff about the Palestinians pretty soon. You're going to try to turn the narrative around like they always do and try to blame Israel. Folks, do not let that happen. Don't let that happen. When you see the, the Hamas and all these people in the United States are pro Hamas and they're cheering and they're whatever, take note. Take note of them. Take note. I'm not, I'm not saying violence or anything like that, but I'm saying take note that there's that many of them in our country, in the United States of America. Now, you guys remember what happened on 9-11. Do you all remember how we came together as a nation again? Do you remember? Well, this is what Hamas has just done to Israel. They have now come together as a nation again and more resilient than ever they will they will go and they will take out hamas and i don't think uh anything will nobody's going to stop them they're going to go after their enemies and nobody's going to stop them not this time there's not going to be any well we should really just have a tuesday we should really hit you we need some peace talks <laughs> i think that's long since gone that's not happening israel is going to go after them and i hope and i hope and pray that uh we in the United States, watch what happens over there. Don't let that happen here in the United States. Do not lose your Second Amendment rights. This is a, this is a wake-up call for America. This is a wake-up call for us. All this wokeism in this country needs to go. Needs to go. They have, they're putting all this out there to infiltrate, to take away the family unit, what God has made, a family unit. They're, they are anti-God. Do you guys see that? Anything that is of God, they turn it around and they do it anti-God. Everything. They take the cross. They put it upside down. Everything is the opposite. They walk backwards. They do all kinds of weird stuff. There's symbolisms, folks, in everything. In everything. With these wicked, evil people, Satanists and all these wicked, all these, it is huge. This, these occult symbols are huge for them. We as Christians don't really see it because we're like, we're living our best life now, you know. Our pastors aren't teaching us and telling us the truth of what's going on and what this means. Go see Brother Spencer on YouTube, become a channel member. It's like $2.99 a month, and you get to see all kinds of stuff. He has great for members only things. And um, but the third Adams, guys, go, please go, 
watch those documentaries, you're going to have a wake-up call. Go to getalifemedia.com and getalifemedia.com and go check out Pastor Billy Crone. <clears throat> He's got anything and everything you need to know about what's going on. Uh, he's got the Klaus Schwab. He's got all this stuff, folks. I'm going to go to Get a Life Media right now. Like, I can just type it in and pull it up. Get a Life Media. I say, Get a, get a is all I got to put in. <laughs> and all I make it pulls it up. That's how often I go there. But, folks, and you're going to want to go to Watch Video. So, you go to getlifemedia.com and you hit click on Watch Video. And he's got Bible prophecy. He's got Klaus Schwab, eugenics, and the rise of the Nephilim. He's got Klaus Schwab sermons. He goes, Are you ready for the rapture, the end of humanity, the final countdown, tribulation, rising? All of this stuff. He's got prophecy all the way back from 2016 on that on the final countdown there. Folks, RFID, should I, why should I study Bible prophecy? Hello. There's a good one right there you can start with if you guys don't study Bible prophecy. He's got spiritual warfare, the satanic war on the Christian, reality of Satan and demons, the destruction from Satan and demons, the temptation from Satan and demons, the protection from Satan and demons. Folks, hello. We have greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. He's got the creation series, Young Earth, um, a special creation in the days of Noah and the truth about dinosaurs. You ever wondered about that? Well, he's going to tell you all about it in intelligent design. He's got the book of James. He's got Christian living, folks, so much, so much he's got. He's got everything. But if you want to know about, he's got Bible classes. These are the Wednesday night Bible studies. He's got world religion, cult, and the occult. So you got Judaism, Islam, Hindu, Hinduism, Buddhism, New Age, Roman Catholicism, Mormonism, Jehovah Witnesses, Seven Day Adventists, Christian Science, which is not Science, Scientology, uh, Charismatics Movement Part One and Charismatic Movement Part Two, Witchcraft, Satanism, Voodoo's and Vampires, which is what we're working on right now: Voodoo and Vampires. And he's got more special messages. You can also download the workbooks there too. It says don't comply with the COVID lie. We've got um aliens, UFOs, and the rapture, Russia, Ukraine updates. We got everything: the COVID deception, all of this stuff. You guys, abortion, the mass murder of children, a Christian response to the Supreme Court decision, biblical church leadership, everything you could possibly even think of is right here. He's even got tribulation rising, the Jewish people, um, the character of the church study God. He's got the character of God study guys, the seals, you know, the seals spoken of in the book of Revelation, boom, right there, and a study God. You have the rapture, don't be deceived, folks. All of this is free at your fingertips. God bless Pastor Billy Crone and all of those who help him and donate and, and work within that church at Sunrise Bible Church there in Henderson, Nevada. If you guys want to go, if you live there, I would definitely go and attend his church. Boy, I tell you what. And if you live in Alabama, you can get in touch with me because there is a satellite church in Alabama, Miss Michelle. And there are Al there are satellite churches here in Texas as well. So folks, you got to get in the Word. You got to get in the Word. If you live, so, there's a lot of these churches also in, in Ireland and Scotland, in um, Australia, all these places where they cannot go. There's no church for them to go to. There is no church for these folks to go to. So if you guys are listening to me from Ireland and all these other places, please, please get in touch with Pastor Billy Crone at getalifemedia.com. There are churches in your area. They're home churches. They are home churches, but he is, he's the pastor. He's got, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. So please, please get in church or get in touch with Pastor Billy Crone there at getalifemedia.com. If you guys are looking for a church, if you can't find one in the area, well, guess what? You can start a home church. If you're also looking for a church in the United States or around the world, Athy Creek, folks, Athy Creek with Pastor uh, Brett Meter is another one. And you guys can go to Athy Creek. Let me pull it up here. You can go to, at, oh, that's not it. I almost pulled up the wrong one. <laughs> I'll be like, I'm going to send you guys to the wrong church, to the wrong church. Um, it's at the, I'm going to say at the Creek, Pastor Brett, Eek. Breet, Breet Meter um, is not quite it. Sorry about that. <laughs> but you guys can go to Athy Creek uh, Christian Fellowship. And uh, they are 2700 Southwest EK Road, West Lennon, Oregon. And um, if you want to go to their church, just go to athe, A-T-H-E-Y, creek.com. And there you have it, folks. Um, I'm telling you, you can do, um, there's uh, churches there. You can, there are watch, all kind, watch parties, all kinds of stuff. Um, it's, it's amazing. It is amazing. And I absolutely love him. And um, you will not be disappointed. But the point is to get into the word of God and let the word of God 
get into you. And here's a scripture for today that was staring at me. It's Colossians 4, 2. And it says, devote yourselves to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. That's how we should be today and every day. And uh, as always, we need to be in prayer for the peace of Jerusalem. That is a commandment from our Lord Jesus Christ. So we should pay, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We should do that right now. Heavenly Father, I thank you for today, Lord. I thank you that you're opening eyes, Lord, and opening ears to those who have had their hearts and minds closed to you. Um, by the little G God of this world, Father God, I thank you that um, that your Spirit is still moving upon the earth, and that you're using your church, Lord, to go out and to spread your gospel to tell people about you and the wonderful things you've done. And Father God, I just thank you for your Son Jesus Christ, who came and died on a cross, God, to forgive us of our sins, and that you, with your power, raised him three days later, and that thirty days later, he has ascended. And it sits on the right hand of your throne today. Father God, we pray that uh, that you would please have your peace rule in Jerusalem. And for all those folks in Jerusalem today, Father God, and in all of Israel, Father, I pray that your protection, your supernatural protection be upon them. Father, I pray that you send your angels to fight for them. Father God, I just thank you for everybody that listens to this podcast. And God, I pray that you would bless them and keep them, Father, and just give them boldness to go out and to preach your word, to teach your word, Father, to make disciples, to tell people about your saving grace, your mercy, and your love. And Lord Jesus, and I ask that they would not, would not stay away from, you know, preaching your judgment as well. And Father, we just, we thank you, God, for all that you have done. And we just, our faith and our hope and our trust is in you. And Father, we look for the day that you send your son, Jesus Christ, back to come and take us home. That is what we we are looking and longing for. We love the appearing of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Father, we just thank you for all things. And we give all glory to you, all glory to the Son, all glory to the Holy Spirit, all glory to God. And I just ask you all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.